You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures mate for life. But isn't that, like, cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. Here at Touch of Flavor, we teach non-monogamous folks how to overcome their obstacles and build thriving relationships. This podcast is about answering one question. How do you create loving, passionate, secure relationships outside the box, even if nothing has ever worked before? If you want to know the answer, you are in the right place. All of this information is 100% free. So please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hello, hello, everybody. I just want to make something really clear here, okay? Are you ready? Stop sharing your text messages with your partners, okay? I Listen, I, I wanted to hop on and talk about this. This is one of the questions that we get the most, whether it's people we're working with in our course, whether it is folks I'm talking to, whether it is, you know, just, just in the Facebook group, this is a question we see all the time, right? Is this question of, you know, when you're in an existing relationship and you're non-monogamous, how much transparency is enough and how much is oversharing? And this is a place that actually one of the few places that there isn't a like around some of these things anyways, and I'll get more into this in a second. There isn't a, you know, this is specific to your relationship, to your agreements, but there is actually a, you know, there is a way that you want to do this and a way that you don't want to do this. So hang out. I'm going to share that with you. Okay, and I want to keep this really specific because as I said, you know, the question of how much do we share, how much do we share, it's nuanced and it's something that comes, you know, comes, comes to a lot of agreements, a lot of discussions. It's specific to the people in it, but there's a place that people constantly butt up against that is not, that isn't specific. That is just, uh, there's the one way and there's the other way, right? And this is where we see the questions come up a lot of times. And this is around this idea of transparency. And what do I mean by transparency? So I'm using transparency in the way that I hear most people who are talking to me about this use it. And what that means is I am transparent with my partner And that means my partner can go into my phone. They can read my text with my other partners. They can look at my emails. They can go into my OkCupid inbox. They can see my correspondence with my other partners. And and I am transparent in that way because we're being open. We're being honest. We're being transparent with each other. We're laying everything on the table. And that's how we approach things right? That's what makes everybody comfortable. That's what lets everybody know everything is on the level. And that's how it goes. And that's the kind of transparency that I'm talking about. It's this idea that your partner 
should be able to, you know, have your passcode to your phone, have the the log on to your email, should be able to look at your stuff, right? And that that is how you're going to do things. That's the kind of transparency that we're talking about. This is really common. This is a really, really common arrangement to have, especially if you're newer to non-monogamy or you've run into problems before or there's been broken trust. You know, this kind of transparency, it's it's really common. Like I said, this is something that we we actually have to work with our clients on all the time because it's common. And also, if you throw in, there's some people here who are kinky and you throw in power exchange into the mix and then it can become common in the context of the power exchange as well. Right, like if I'm the dominant, I should have access to things. Okay, so this is really common. This is really common, and it's really problematic. And if you've been doing this, there's nothing wrong with you, right? Like there's nothing. This, this, like I said, this is a pretty common thing. But I'm going to talk about the challenges and why you should stop doing it, and what you should be doing instead. Okay. So, and, and this, like I said, this is a place that when we're working with clients, this isn't a like a, okay, we'll negotiate this. And if this works for you and everybody's happy with this, you do it. This is a spot that we tell them to stop. Okay. And to talk about this, we have to start with why people do this. Beyond, you know, we, we, we talked uh, here a live or two ago about, you know, our, our just how much it grates us things that sound like a really good idea, but don't work. And this definitely falls into this category. So sometimes people do it purely because they've heard that this is the right way to do things, but that's not usually the case. Really at the end of the day, what most people are looking for when they set up this kind of arrangement is they're looking for security. They're looking for security that their partner isn't doing anything behind their back. They're looking for security that their partner is keeping to their agreements. They're looking for security that they're not going to be replaced, right? Or, you know, they're looking for security in the sense that they're feeling jealous and they're worried, right? But, you know, they think that if they can just have access to this kind of stuff. They can have this transparency. They can see these conversations that are really going on that then they will feel better. That then they will have that security because they have this check, right? Like things aren't going to get out of whack. Um, you know, they're going to they're gonna know they're going to be kept abreast of what's going on. They don't have to worry about their partner not mentioning things that maybe they should mention, uh, you know, they don't have to wonder if their partner has told this person they love them. They don't have to wonder what those interactions are. They don't have to wonder how that relationship is growing. And it gives them a sense of security and it gives them a sense of control. And sometimes this is one person relationship and sometimes it's both. And that's why people go into this. And look, and like I said, these are, these are, Number one, reasonable things to want. Like, obviously, we all want security in our relationships, right? And like I said, like, this seems 
like a great way to do that. I mean, you, you kind of keep your eye on everything. You have a good gist of what's going on. You don't have to like rely on your partner to tell you the stuff. So you know, it seems like a great way to accomplish feeling really secure in our relationship and really solid in where we're standing with our partner. And, and that these other relationships aren't getting to a point that we're not okay with, right? So what's the problem? Why are we telling you not to do this? Well, there, there's two. There's two problems. And I want to start with there's actually a moral issue here, okay? And again, I'm not saying this as a make wrong. If you've been doing this, a lot of people do, a lot of our clients have, that's it's normal, right? But I'm bringing this up because this is something most people don't think of. And this is the privacy and the autonomy of the other people involved in your relationships. And I'm going to start here because this is the easier piece of this to tackle. And it gets it gets left out a lot for people. People don't think about this. So most of the time for people, you know, if I'm, let's just, I'm just going to use Cassie as an example, right? You know, if I'm in a relationship with Cassie and we're doing non-monogamy and I, for whatever reason, need this added security, right? Really the focus here and what I'm thinking about is us and our relationship and wanting that to be solid, wanting us to feel safe, me to feel secure and all of this, right? But there is another human being or human beings involved in this beyond just Cassie and I. And even if Cassie is totally fine with this level of transparency, which is not always the case, a lot of times there's one person who's pushing for this and the other person who's not, but let, let's say for the sake of argument that Cassie is totally fine with it, right? And so now we're making an agreement that we're sharing this level of transparency. Well, that's cool. Here's the problem. An agreement has to include the people that it impacts, and if I now have open access to, let's just say, Cassie's phone, that doesn't just impact me and Cassie. That impacts every single other person that's communicating with Cassie and who has not now consented to this arrangement. Right? And, you know, I, I just, I just, you know, would ask you to, to ask this for yourself, you know, from another end, right? Like if you're sending a love note or a sext or whatever to somebody that you, you like and you care about and you're, you're sending your dick pic or whatever, right? Like, are you, are you really comfortable with some random person that you've never met and don't even know is looking through your stuff is looking through the other end of that? And the answer is probably no. And it's, it's easier to see when you're looking at it from another person's point of view. But the fact of the matter is, like I said, every single person who Cassie's communicating with is now impacted by this agreement that we have made that didn't include the people that it needed to, which is all of these other people, even like the person she exchanged three messages with on OkCupid, and it didn't go any further, right? Because these people are humans, right, who have the autonomy and who have and should have some privacy in their communications unless they're consenting otherwise. And if they're not consenting, there is a ethical problem with what we're doing. 
Theoretically, and this is one of those things that sounds great, but again, and theoretically could work, but in reality is a problem. Theoretically, if every single person that Cassie's communicating with, her friends, her partners, that person who sent her three messages on OkCupid, the mother-in-law who I might happen to run across that message in her phone, who might not might be having a conversation and talking about something that's kind of private. If I had consent from every single person that Cassie's communicating with, whose stuff I could potentially run across, then cool, that would be fine. But realistically, that's not going to happen, right? So again, there's an ethical challenge, and I, I would really just encourage you, and you know, maybe this is something you've never thought of before, but I'd really encourage you to consider the privacy and the autonomy of the other people who have had no say in this agreement that you two are making. Okay. So that's the first piece is there is actually a moral, ethical, however you want to put it, piece of this that needs to be considered. This isn't just about an agreement between you two. It isn't just about what works and what isn't. There are ethical considerations here as far as other humans and their privacy. Okay. But let's take it past that because that, that is not the only problem. And that isn't, I don't want to say it's not the biggest problem. I don't really know. I don't know how you weigh what the bigger problem is, right? But it's not the most impactful problem with, with this kind of transparency a lot of times. The, the, real, the, the most impactful piece of this is that not only does it not work at all, right? But it almost always exasperates the very problems that you are trying to solve by doing it. What do I mean by that? Well, like I said, when folks do this, right, when folks come to this kind of arrangement and agreement, they're looking for a level of security and certainty, right? But that is not what's going to happen here. First off, because everybody involved knows that if your partner is really trying to be sneaky, they're going to be sneaky in a way that they know you don't have open access to. They're going to do something else, right? This doesn't magically solve a problem of not trusting your partner to communicate to you or to, uh, uh, you know, to communicate to you or to be trustworthy or to keep to their agreements or anything like that, right? Because they would just go do something else. So that's the first piece, right? The second piece is... When you are doing this, you will in almost every case create jealousy and fear and insecurity for yourself by looking at these things, okay? And there's a couple things with that. Um, number one is just when you're going into and you're, you're in a spot of feeling insecure, right, which is why people set up these arrangements to begin with. You're kind of going into it with, with tinted glasses on. And there's a reason that I'm wearing these. 
<laughs> right? You know, I've got these these blue light blockers here, right, that I can wear to, you know, help me out when I'm I'm around too much blue light from the computers. You you might have seen me wearing them before, right? And they have these these amber lenses to them, right? So they're pretty cool. They work, but you know when I'm wearing them, as you can imagine, everything is tinted amber. Right? And it changes how things look. Easy example, family's playing Risk, right? And I had to actually, uh, we were playing at night, I was wearing these, and I had to actually switch the colors of my pieces because I couldn't tell the difference between blue and black and I couldn't tell whose armies was where, right? And so, you know, whenever we're, we, we have, you know, the things that we see are always kind of colored by the way that we're viewing them, right? And so when you go into looking at messages and sex and dating things and these cutesy things between your partner and other people, and you, you do that from a place of insecurity, you will find things to make you more insecure. I promise you, we deal with this every single day with, with clients, right? You will find reasons to be insecure. You will look at that picture and decide that that person is hotter than you and sexier than you, right? You will see this text and you will compare and wonder like, when is the last time your partner talked to you like that, right? You will see that I love you and you will just lock up inside. Right. So, so that's part of it. Part of it is, 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 is these lenses, right. That you're, you're going into, you're already feeling insecure, which is why you're doing this, but, but now you're finding more reasons to be insecure. Right. But the other piece of this, and this is the really solid truth is that for most people, unless you're a really specific kind of person, you know, there's some people who are, are like really serious voyeurs, unless you are that kind of person where you're into like, you're, you're like a really serious voyeur or you're into like cucking in some fashion or, or something like that, right? You're just not going to feel great about seeing some of these things between your partner and other people. You know, Cassie and I have been non-monogamous for most of our relationship. I mean, we teach on this. We, we, we do this every day. We help people through their non-monogamy. Like we are like some of the most non-monogamous people you will ever meet, Right? I mean, we're coaches. We're, we live this. We live in a, in a, we, we, we have a, a, a throuple living at home. Like we have other partners. And also, I don't look at Cassie's messages intentionally, not just for the ethical reasons, but because I don't want to see that shit. That's not going to make me feel good. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how poly I am, right? Like watching her sweet talk, you know, like another partner. Or, you know, have another submissive, like, sending her pictures of, like, doing assignments for her. Or, uh, you know, like, seeing her, like, um, I mean, like, like seeing her sex somebody and, like, me not getting that picture that she sent them. Like, it's not going to freaking feel good. It doesn't matter, right? Unless you're a really specific kind of person. It doesn't matter how secure you are. It doesn't matter how poly you are. It's not going to feel good. 
to, to read your partner's mail, right? And so beyond just the ethical problem, the problem that you run into is you go into this looking for more security and it will always, 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 no matter how poly you are, right? No matter how, I guess always is really strong. 99% of the time, unless you are a really specific kind of person, right? And the kind of person who's asking for this out of fun rather than needing any kind of security, doing this will make you more insecure. You are making the problem that you are trying to solve worse. And that is the most impactful piece of this, right? The most impactful piece of this is that you are trying to get more secure and you will always wind up feeling less secure. And then you will feel less secure, you will want more access, and you will have more access, and you will feel less secure. And it is this vicious cycle that we see over and over and over again with people. And it is why when we are working with our clients, we have this conversation about them needing to break out of this because it just makes those problems worse. And so you will wind up in a spot where you do this, where like I said, you're going to see that that love note, you're going to see that sex, you're going to see your partner sending a sex and wonder why you didn't get that, you're gonna see the, them sending you a sex and you're gonna wonder, uh, uh, you know, like if, if they're prettier than you or they're, you know, better equipped than you, right? Or you're gonna, you know, see your partner's dating site messages and wonder why they're getting so many and you're getting so few, right? You're going to see them just have, like I said, like have this conversation with their partner. Like it just, it is not going to feel good. You're just going to feel worse and you're going to feel more insecure and more uncertain about the future of your relationship and more comparing of yourself to all these other people or, or even this one other person in your partner's life. And you are just going to feel worse and worse and worse, right? So... How do you break out of this? When we're working with our clients, how is it we, we talk them through this? And I've got no problem sharing this with you, right? Um, the way that you break out of this, and this is where we start with our clients, is to understand this for what it really is. This is a crutch. When you want this kind of transparency and this is what you feel like you need, it is because you are feeling jealous, you are feeling insecure, there's stuff going on. And so instead of dealing with that stuff, you use this as a crutch to try and feel more secure and then it just backfires for all the reasons we discussed, right? And so the way that you break out of this is number one, understand that this is a crutch. This is a crutch. And then from there, you can look at what is it a crutch for? Anytime we're doing things that are making us uncomfortable, you need to ask yourself, what is it that you are getting from this? Because anytime you're continuing a behavior that you don't like, or that you think you shouldn't be doing, or that is causing you pain. It is because you are getting something out of that, right? So when you're looking at this, and you've been in a situation, you've had this transparency, and you've looked at these 
these texts or these these pictures and it's it's inside but you're still doing it what you do is you ask yourself because you know you know it's hurting you to do it right i've never ran across a single client who again unless they're that like 1% of people who finds this exciting didn't know that when they read these things it just hurts them inside right and so you ask yourself okay so I'm doing this thing that's hurting. What am I getting from that? Or what do I think I'm getting from that? Right? And maybe the answer is you don't trust your partner. There's broken trust and that hasn't been dealt with. Maybe the answer is you don't have really solid agreements or you don't trust your partner to keep to your agreements. Maybe the answer is the idea of your partner falling in love with somebody else terrifies you. And this is a way you can make sure that's not happening. Maybe the idea is you're worried your partner's going to find somebody prettier or sexier or more handsome or more fun than you. And just if you can just see these messages, and you'll know that isn't, isn't the case until you find 10 reasons to convince yourself that's exactly what's happening in the messages, right? So step one like I said, is to, to realize that it's a crutch. Step two is to ask yourself, what is it a crutch for? What is it that you are scared of, that you are worried about, that is, is left in the wind, that you're feeling insecure about, that you're trying to use this to compensate for, right? And then once you figure out what those things are, the solution is not, as we said, to to have this, this transparency, right? The solution is to fix those places that you're insecure. It's to fix those places that there's not trust. It's to reconnect if the problem is that, you know, you aren't feeling loved by your partner and you don't want them to love somebody else. It's to work through the jealousy. If you're just like drowning in that jealousy and anxiety, it is to get agreements in place that actually work, right? It's to get to a place where you can trust your partner to actually rebuild that trust where you trust them to keep those agreements, right? It's to, it's to get the stuff in place to where like, you know, your partner's bringing back the things that you do need to know. So you're not having to try and get that by looking through all of their shit and then making yourself feel worse. Whatever it is, you fix the things that are wrong. You get to a place where you are having that trust in your partner that they're going to keep their word to where you know that you two are navigating things the right way so there's not any like unexpected landmines to where you know that you have so much love and passion from your partner that you don't care if they get something somewhere else to where you are so secure in your relationship and the future and what that looks like that you don't need to try and get that from reading your partner's texts. And here's what's awesome. Not only does that actually work, Right? as opposed to, to, to this transparency, which doesn't and does the opposite. But, but 
you actually improve your relationship along the way. You fix those things that aren't working. You really address the root causes. And in doing that, not only do you get that confidence and that security, but you build an amazing, thriving, awesome, trusting relationship along the way because that's the only way you get that level of security to begin with. And guess what? Then it's awesome right? Then instead of like being in fear and worry and trying to deal with that by looking at your partner's phone, everything's just so freaking amazing, right? That you're like, why the hell would I want to look at their phone and feel worse about things? Like, like stuff's great. Why would I want to find reasons to be upset with something that's awesome? And that's where you want to get. Now, the reason people don't do that is because that is not easy. It is much easier to be like, hey, I'm just going to look at your phone, right? People, people can figure out how to do that, right? But most people like, like solving these bigger challenges is, is places that they, they don't know how to do, or they would have done it already. And that's perfectly normal. Like I get it. This is where our clients are at. That's why when our clients come to us, so many of them have these transparency arrangements in place because they have all these other things that they've been trying to fix forever and they can't. So they compensate and they use a crutch. But when we solve those problems, then they can get rid of it and they can get rid of that crutch and they can have that true security, right? So here's the thing. Maybe you're in a spot where there is stuff that is going on that's, that you have good reason because there usually is good reason to be jealous and to feel insecure and to not trust and to wonder what the future looks like, Right? And you're stuck there because you've tried to fix it and and it hasn't worked. And I get it, right? But guess what? These are the problems that we deal with and solve for people every single day. So instead of like shoving that down and having that all actually in the back of your mind and trying to to deal with it by doing this, this transparency stuff and actually making things worse, reach out for help. Like this is what we do all day, every day. We help people just like you through these exact same challenges and get out of that place of being insecure and not trusting and worried about being replaced and living in that anxiety and that worry and that fear and that unknown and get them to a place to where their relationships are so freaking awesome and they have so much trust and security that they no longer need the crutch. And everything's more awesome along the way, right? So if that is something that you would like for yourself, book a free call and let's come up with a plan. Like we'll hop on, you know, we'll we'll chat, like we can talk and and kind of walk you through a plan of what steps you need to take because it's going to be specific to your situation, depending on what's happened to get you to where you are at, right? And the reasons for that and what that crutch is. And we'll help you figure that out. Like what is it that you you are using this? right? To try and and compensate for. And from there, we can come up with a plan for how you can fix that and get that true security and certainty in your relationship or relationships. All right. So go to a touchofflavor.com forward slash talk. You'll go to a calendar, pick a time, hop on the phone. Let's chat. I'm happy to talk you through it. And we'll go from there. And what you'll find, and this is what's so awesome, is that when you approach things this way of actually addressing the root issues instead of using a crutch, not only do you actually get that security and get that trust, but as I said, you get to make your relationships 
freaking amazing and epic along the way because doing that is how you get that true security in your relationship to begin with. All right? Touchflavor.com forward slash talk. Happy to help you through it. And until next time. Thanks for tuning into today's show. We release new episodes every week, so make sure to subscribe. If you're ready to transform your relationship and you'd like to see if you're a fit to work with us, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about an hour and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. What's really not working in your relationships, what your dream relationships would look like, and a step-by-step plan to close the gap and save your family even if nothing has worked before. We talk with hundreds of non-monogamous folks like you every year. And here's the truth. Building loving, thriving relationships, that doesn't happen on its own. You need expert guidance to make that happen. And unfortunately, when you are building relationships outside the box, that's impossible to find. And we get it. But that's exactly what we do. We've helped clients all over the world save their families, get the passion back, and become best friends again. So if you want to see if we can help you do the same, head over to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk. I'm Cassie. And I'm Josh. Let's talk soon.